The government must not pretend that they are shocked by the carnage on our roads. The government, if it was innocent, people were not going to die in Pongola, particularly near Amakalatin area. Our people, including children, are dying on the roads that are broken, full of trucks, and should not be there in the first place. The LTV was transporting 18 primary school children, aged between 5 and 13, and a teacher. All the occupants of the LTV died at the scene of the crash. Tell me about your daughter. Obviously, she was still quite small, but um, what was she like as she a person? She was a very lovely person. Mm-hmm. She was full of energy. She, she liked to dance, yeah. What, what were your hopes for her? Yeah, I wanted her to get a, a better education. That is why she was attending that school that is far from home, so that she can get a better education than the one that I had. And the problem is at a coal mines. To give an example, there is, you could wait easily half a day in the queue just to load. So, where you will be moving every half an hour, every hour you will be moving skinny when you just forward. Cracks in South Africa's road freight industry have been thrust into the spotlight after the horrific accident that saw a coal truck crash head-on with a bucky, killing 20 people, including 18 pupils, on the N2 in Pongola, northern KwaZulu-Natal, on September 16. A report released by the Road Traffic Management Corporation found 28-year-old Sibusiso Siyaya overtook multiple vehicles, an action prohibited by no overtaking lines. The report also found the driver had been driving in the oncoming lane for about 1.2 kilometers. The accident has raised many questions and much debate around road safety and the freight industry's role in this. In this episode of Boots on the Ground Behind South Africa's National Headlines, we take a look at why national roads have become unsafe, the role of the freight industry in the carnage, particularly the working conditions of drivers due to increased export demands, and what needs to be done to reduce or stop the carnage to make SA roads safe? Please note some of the voices in this story have been masked to protect their identities. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has resulted in increased global demand for coal, especially in Europe. This has resulted in an increase in the number of heavy vehicles on South Africa's national roads, particularly the N2 route. Speaking at the signing of three power purchase agreements with wind power generators last week, Mineral Resources and Energy Minister Gwede Mandashe said coal exports to Europe had grown eightfold, with orders for coal from the EU up 720%. The rising global demand for coal has impacted the local trucking industry as it races to meet growing export demands amid a crisis. Sunday Times 
spoke to two truck drivers about the pressure to chase performance incentives. Yeah, sometimes you know this load bonus now. Nah, it depends uh, on how did you agree with your boss. Or sometimes again it depends on how much is your 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 base is your basic salary besides your load. But actually let me go to the point straight. It depends with the distance where you are loading and where you are offloading. Understand me? But as us, they just give us 446 rands. No matter you load in the metro bay, no matter you load anywhere. Understand me? But our basic salary is. Not, it's not the same again. But uh, depends on uh, how long you have to come back. But the difference is not that much. Yeah, on my side, me, my basic salary is 14,200. 14,211 rand. It's the man followed 446 rand. Yeah. So sometimes it depends. Your company or your contract. What does your contract say? Yeah. If we are, for example, loading from Devon, from Joburg to Devon, and the rate is 500 per ton, there's there's two there's two payment of options that are normally there. The one is per trip for every trip is 500 rand, 500 rand, 500 rand. Or the second uh, way they pay. Uh, is they give you 90% of the 500 rand per trip. Like every time you go down, you get 90% of the 500. On average, the basic salary of a coal truck driver is 12,000 rand per month. This truck driver believes if companies paid them by the hour, they would not have to push to catch up for time lost waiting at coal processing plants. He says the time spent standing hits their pockets, adding... They are often placed under pressure by their controllers. You know, if companies actually paid by the hour, the actual true hour, it wouldn't be so bad. Because you know, if let's say if you are in uh, in Durban uh, and you're waiting there to offload, or you still stuck up there at the staging area in Hammersdale, at least you know that you're still at work, so your hour is continuing, which is fine. When you leave there, you're still able to drive. Let's say, I'll say like a normal person. But then because of what's happening right now with the payment methods and what, 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 it becomes a challenge because as soon as you get out of there after floating, your mind is telling you that you are behind, you are behind because you've wasted, let's say, three hours there. With that three hours, you could have been probably approaching uh, Tugela on the entry or maybe uh, Montrose there. But then now you're going to have to try and push to catch up so you can be on par with the time that is basically set for you by either your controller or your boss. So if you're stuck in Devon for three hours, you need to make up for the three hours because you've basically lost time. That standing time in Devon uh, hits you in your pocket. So that puts pressure on most guys and on all of us, so to say. Because now you know if I'm getting paid per load and they've calculated that, okay, in a month I must do 10 loads. The driver also outlines other challenges faced by truck drivers 
that add pressure to meet daily demands and targets. Uh, 10 lots is possible if I'm the only one offloading. If I get to a mine or somewhere, I'm the only one looting. If on the road there are no delays, uh, the road doesn't get closed because of a truck that is taken knife to what are protesters uh, blockading the road, then yeah, 10 loads would be possible. But then, then now you've got all of these different challenges coming in from the sides. Uh, you've got roadblocks, uh, like roads being barricaded by protesters. Uh, sometimes it's an accident where the road is closed for two, three, four hours. The time you did that accident, you will know already, hey, I'm behind by four hours. Come on, then, I will only have nine loads, meaning I'm going to be short of, let's say, the 500 rand we spoke about. So you, you, you're constantly under pressure to keep pushing, 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 in order to just get to the 10 loads, and then you make your, I'll call it normal salary. So, but if they pay by the hour, you know that the clock is still ticking. Yes, I might pay the mine. They might be aligned at the mine. Uh, when you know you're there, you're at work. So your hour is still, uh, you're still clocking basically every hour you are there because you're at work, uh, your money is still coming in. But then if you're not working by the hour and they're telling you, okay, we'll give you basic plus loads, then the, that's where the pressure starts. The Pongola incident has sparked public outrage and calls for urgent interventions and action by the government and industry stakeholders. So I put your details into the system your offloading details, your times, everything. So that that I'm talking about, you arrived at staging area 1955. That is the time you stopped at the staging area, 1955. You were supposed to be there, 1700. That is the ETA that was given to you. So you're two hours late, just on that one trip. That is what's the problem. If your, the system says your ETA is 1700, it means that the system calculated with the two hours of truck stops and the hour for diesel, that is the time you should be at your loading point or offloading point. That is why everyone is fighting. The drivers are not meeting the targets. So your truck goes into the red. If your truck goes into the red, it means there isn't money on that truck to pay your salary. That was leaked audio in which a truck owner is heard reprimanding a driver for not meeting his estimated time of arrival. Sipesile Mutwa of the National Truck Drivers Association says the leaked audio is evidence of the pressure truck drivers are put under by owners. Mutwa says the pressures placed on drivers are many. They are expected to meet ETA demands while ensuring they save diesel, resulting in drivers driving recklessly. All this while they chase incentives that will supplement their basic salaries. You see, that is, that is uh, the evidence of what the owners are doing. First, they don't pay uh, uh, truck stops. They don't want drivers to rest. The only thing they say, they say you must be there at a certain time. As you have had that VN, that VN, I'm the one who said it. I even gave it to the to 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 HOD, uh, DOT, uh, head of department, and other guys at the department, and also Department of Labor. I did show them. I did send them that VN. On this thing, there is no time for sleeping. You, if you if you have the VN 
The man says in 24 hours, the man must, oh, he got only two hours, one hour for business and one hour for, uh, for, for, for buying food. What about the rest? No rest breaks nothing. So that is why these drivers are, are like this. And the other thing, because they are paid uh, uh, by trips, they must meet the ETA, but on the same on the other side, they must save diesel. How can you save diesel where you have to stop, buy food, the traffic on the road, they are stopping goods and all those things? Now you find that these drivers, when they are going on down here, they just put the truck on neutral, drive 140, because they are trying to meet that ETA, and at the same time, they are trying to save diesel. To save diesel, they must put the truck on neutral and let it roll. That is very, very dangerous to themselves and to the other road users. Road Freight Association CEO Gavin Kelly agrees with Mutwa. According to Kelly, the recent crashes on national roads are a result of non-compliance by owners and operators, exasperated by the lack of prosecution and penalties against transgressors. The recent road crashes that we have seen occurring in the last couple of weeks are a result of the very same causes that have resulted in other scenes of violence and destruction targeted against the road freight industry. And that is cause of non-compliant operators, where the operators are non-compliant with employment requirements in terms of the Labor Relations Act, the Department of Labor, or whether operators are non-compliant in terms of what is required by the National Road Traffic Act. The Road Traffic Act is very clear in terms of what operators are responsible for and more importantly what drivers are responsible for and can be held accountable for. The problem, the reality, is that over the last number of years those who have willingly or consciously broken laws, refused to abide by rules and laws and regulations, have had very little, if anything, in terms of any sort of prosecution or penalties applied against them. So we now have companies who have decided not to abide by the rules, whether it's in terms of how they pay their employees, how they push their employees, how they look after their trucks. And somewhere along the line, this eventually manifests itself in these horrendous crashes that we have seen. Pongola resident Jabu Hansen, who has been vocal on social media about the dangers of the route, says his calls for the government to take action against reckless truck drivers have fallen on deaf ears. Since 2019, I've been calling on government through the Minister of Transport, Mr. Figil Mbalula, to stop the reckless driving on the N2. Again, on August the 26th, 2022, I tried reaching out to him about the trucks on the N2 Pongola killing us and my calls fell on deaf ears. I'm now calling on them again to please take action now on the Pongola N2 route that's killing people and there's not enough that is being done about it. We don't have RTMC or RTI in Pongola. We don't have a forensic department. As a result, people lay dead for 
more than five hours on the road. We don't have the dock unit yet. We've got three borders on the Pongola area. Renewed calls for better law enforcement and regulations on our roads have been mounting as many are looking to industry stakeholders as well as the government to ensure road safety. One possible solution to the road carnage caused by the trucking industry has been to move the transportation of goods across the country to rail. However, speaking in a media interview, the RFA's Kelly said it would take time for rail to become a reliable and sustainable alternative for the transportation of goods across the country as rail infrastructure had been neglected and destroyed. Kelly says it is time action is taken against non-compliant operators and the poor state of road policing by enforcing regulations. The Road Trade Association was involved with the Department of Transport in the late 80s and early 90s in crafting what we now know as the National Road Traffic Act. And in that act, there are regulations that deal with operators, fleet operators, whether, whether passenger or freight, and the various ways in which they should be managed and how to deal with them. It is time that we deal with the poor state of road traffic policing, with the very poor state and the way in which the authorities manage fleet operators, that we look at what happens around the rest of the world and we apply those very things that were put into the Act so many years ago. The regulations at that stage were consulted with the association. The association was part of crafting pillars, foundations and processes that would then, if applied, have ensured that we would not be where we are today. It is really time to start acting against non-compliant operators or associations who wish to do as they please and endanger everyone else's life. We have to travel on these roads safely every day, no matter what. Speaking at a media briefing at the accident scene last week, Mbalula outlined interventions the Transport Department had put in place. As part of our efforts to make our roads safer, we are putting in place a number of measures to reinforce current interventions. We are strengthening our law enforcement interventions under the coordination of the RTMC by implementing the following measures. Immediate deployment of the KwaZulu-Natal Road Transport Inspectorate, as well as the local municipality traffic on the identified hazardous locations. Deployment of the National traffic police on ad hoc basis to assist the province, informed by the analysis of traffic statistics to identify areas with insufficient traffic policing capacity. Block patrol in the form of compulsory stopping of trucks at certain intervals to ensure speed reduction and considerate driving towards other road users. These interventions we are pleased these interventions will be underpinned by an approach that concentrates on vehicle and driver fitness. We are pleased that the province has completed the necessary processes to ensure visibility of traffic police officers around the clock throughout the year. The KwaZulu-Natal government says immediate interventions 
including erecting speed bumps and increasing traffic law enforcement, are needed to prevent further carnage on the Pongola Road of Death. The driver responsible for the Pongola crash appeared in the Pongola Magistrate's Court on Monday, where he abandoned his bail application. CIA faces 20 counts of culpable homicide. Interviews conducted by Sunday Times reporter Arun Singh. For Boots on the Ground, I am Demi Buzum. You are listening to Boots on the Ground, behind SA's national lockdown. Boots on the Ground is a short podcast series documenting South Africa's national lockdown as a result of the outbreak of COVID-19. Boots on the Ground is a true piece of mobile journalism. All interviews, voices and sound effects have been gathered using nothing but smartphones. Boots on the Ground is a production of Multimedia Live, a division of Arena Holdings. Narration done by Samar Lutuli. Audio gathered by Graham Hoskin and Alex Patrick. Sound design and editing by Paige Muller. Production by Multimedia Head Scott Peter Smith. To catch the next episode of Boots on the Ground for free, please subscribe to the podcast on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.